Hamida from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 6th of April. The audio quality of this podcast might not be up to the mark since we at Newslaundry are recording our podcast from home. Please bear with us as we get through these difficult times and bring you the best of what we have to offer. Before we begin with the daily news briefing, we would like to inform our listeners that this podcast is part of the Google News Briefing now which is a quicker way of listening to our daily episodes. To access Daily Dose on your news app, go through these steps. First, ask your Google Assistant to play the news. Then, go to Settings, click on Add New Source and look for Daily Dose. Once you find us, select it and adjust the order according to your preference. Now, you're all set. All you have to do is tell Google to play the news and it should work. The number of confirmed coronavirus cases in India crossed the 4,000 mark with the total number of deaths crossing 100 as of today morning. Over 80% of these cases have been reported from 62 districts in the country. According to a report by the Indian Express, restrictions will likely continue in these districts even after the 21-day lockdown is lifted on April 14. The Health Ministry has estimated that the current doubling rate of the virus cases is 4.1 days. On BJP's 40th Foundation Day anniversary today, Prime Minister Narendra Modi addressed his party workers in a video and said that India is at war with coronavirus, saying that they knew nothing about the virus but were leading an exemplary fight. Modi said that they were fighting the virus together with the state governments. He said, and I quote, India is one of the countries which understood the seriousness of this disease and waged a timely war against it. India took several decisions and tried its best to implement them on the ground. From Janata curfew to implementing the lockdown and lighting up candles last night, Indians have cooperated in each step. India has resolved to win this fight. Unquote. Last night at 9pm, heeding Modi's call, scores of Indians switched off their lights and lit candles and diyas in solidarity with healthcare workers and those who were working non-stop to control the pandemic from spreading in the country. However, in a surprising twist, many people were seen bursting firecrackers during this time. In Jaipur, a thatched house on a vacant plot of land caught fire after firecrackers fell on its roof. A BJP MLA in Telangana, Raja Singh, led a procession with fire torches and candles chanting, Go back, go back, Chinese virus, go back. Meanwhile, a rapid assessment survey was carried out by an NGO called Jan Sahas of 3,196 migrant construction workers whose livelihoods were disrupted following the lockdown. The survey was conducted through telephone of workers from North and Central India. It shows that 42% of the workers said that they had no ration left even for the day, let alone for the duration of the lockdown. If the lockdown continued beyond 21 days, 66% of the workers said that they would not be able to manage their household expenses beyond a week. After reports talking about the possibility of the virus being airborne, the Indian Council of Medical Research, or ICMR, said that there was no credible evidence regarding this matter. The head of epidemiology, R.R. Ganga Khedkar, said that if it was an airborne infection and not a droplet infection, then every person in a family would be infected and the same would apply for other patients in a hospital. In Maharashtra, ignoring social distancing rules, over 200 people gathered at the residence of Varda BJP MLA Dadarao Keche on Sunday to celebrate his birthday. Although the MLA denied that he had invited them over, the local sub-divisional officer has issued a notice under various provisions against Keche for violation of rules invoked in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic. The state has over 700 active cases so far, the highest in the country. At least 45 have died from the disease. 
South Mumbai's Walkhart Hospital was declared a containment zone today after at least three of its doctors and 26 nurses tested positive for the virus. According to reports, nurses blamed the hospital for not being swift enough to test exposed staffers. The Walkhart Hospital has been one of the early ones to open an isolation facility for those infected. In Gujarat, a health department official reported 16 new coronavirus cases, taking the total number to 144. According to reports, 10 of these new patients have direct or indirect links to a religious congregation organized by Talbligi Jamaat at Nizamuddin in Delhi last month. Meanwhile, an FIR was registered against an unknown person in Gujarat for placing an online advertisement to sell the Statue of Unity in Narmada district for 30,000 crore to meet the government's expenses for hospital and medical infrastructure to fight the pandemic. The statue is a memorial to Sardar Patel and is 182 meters, the world's tallest such structure. It was inaugurated by Prime Minister Modi in 2018. Bollywood singer Kanika Kapoor was discharged from Sanjay Gandhi Postgraduate Institute of Medical Sciences in Lucknow after the report of a sixth test came negative. Kanika was tested positive with the virus on March 20th, following her return from London. Meanwhile, Shaza Morani, the daughter of film producer Kareem Morani, is the second Bollywood celebrity to have tested positive for the virus. Morani had reportedly returned from Australia and was admitted to Nanavati Hospital in Juhu. Dear listeners, along with battling the pandemic, we here at News Laundry are fighting another virus altogether, the virus of fake news. Take TV9 Bharat Varsh for example. It broadcasted an old video of a fruit seller from the internet and ran it as a corona-breaking segment, calling the fruit seller a corona criminal in the corona crisis, implying that he was spreading the virus. Our reporter Ayush did a fact-check report on this, titled, TV9 Bharat Varsh broadcasts old video of fruit seller as corona criminal spreading virus. Do check it out. And please verify any news that is forwarded to you through credible sources. If you find anything suspicious that should be verified, then reach out to us via Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and we'll surely investigate it. And if you want more reports like this from us, then subscribe to us and help us pay to keep news free. It's important that news reports remain unbiased and verified in these confusing times. And we here at News Laundry are doing exactly that. The lowest subscription starts at 300 rupees per month. Moving on to international updates on coronavirus. The global number of cases has crossed 1.2 million, according to John Hopkins' tally, with the US recording the highest number of cases, with over 300,000, and Italy recording the highest number of deaths, with over 15,800. The total world death toll is close to 70,000. A tiger at New York's Bronx Zoo was tested positive for coronavirus, believed to be the first known infection in an animal in the United States or a tiger anywhere in the world. The Wildlife Conservation Society, which manages the zoo, in a statement on Sunday, said that the four-year-old tiger named Nadia was among a group of six other animals to have also fallen ill. In Russia, the total number of cases rose to more than 6,300 in 24 hours, a record daily increase of 954. Moscow remains the epicentre of the outbreak with 591 new cases. At least 47 people have died across the country. New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern said that the country will continue restrictions against the virus despite signs of the spread stabilising. The country has reported 67 new infections on Monday, which were the lowest in five days, taking its tally to just over 1,000. It has reported one death. Meanwhile, Jack Ma, co-founder of Alibaba, took to Twitter to say that he had donated 500 ventilators, 200,000 suits and face shields, 2,000 thermometers, 
1 million swabs and extraction kits and 500,000 gloves to all 54 African countries. This is after public health experts cautioned against severe shortages of supplies, in particular ventilators, across Africa. The Norwegian Refugee Council had earlier said in March that the Central African Republic had only three ventilators available for the patients infected with the virus. UK's Housing Minister Robert Jendrick has said that the country's Prime Minister Boris Johnson will continue to lead the government. Johnson was admitted in the hospital for tests after he showed persistent symptoms of the virus. Japanese social media celebrity Pikotaro returned as a leading Twitter trend in Japan after a coronavirus hand-washing song that redesigns his signature pen pineapple apple pen to pray for people and peace. I have a handle. I have a soap. In the video on YouTube, he can be seen wearing the same gold animal print outfit he wore for the previous song. His video has been viewed more than 2 million times since it was uploaded on the video site on Saturday. Now for some non-coronavirus news. On April 8th at 8am, go to your balconies and watch out for the fourth supermoon of the year. It is expected to be around 356,000 kilometers from the Earth. It is said to be 14% larger and 30% brighter than the full moon when it is further away from Earth. In the past 20 years, there have been 79 supermoons, which basically means one supermoon every three months. But what's the reason for a supermoon to occur? Well, the moon's orbit happens in an oval shape around Earth. It isn't a circle, so there will always be a closest point and a farthest point. A supermoon is when the moon is at the closest point to Earth because of the orbit shape. There's another term, micromoon, which refers to when the moon is at its furthest distance in the orbit in relation to the Earth. And guess what? This hasn't been the first time a supermoon has been spotted this year. The January supermoon was called the wolf moon, the February one was called snow moon, and the March one was referred to as the worm moon. They are more expected throughout the year. In April, it will be called the pink moon. According to reports from Ukraine on Sunday, there was a spike in radiation levels in the restricted zone around Chernobyl. The area is where the world's worst nuclear accident took place. The spike was recorded due to a forest fire that broke out on Saturday. It spread over 20 hectares in a forested area near the Chernobyl power plant. Two planes, a helicopter and around 100 firefighters have been dispatched to fight the blaze. On Sunday morning, the fire was not visibly burning and no increase in radiation in the air had been detected. However, the service said Saturday that increased radiation in some areas had led to difficulties in fighting the fire, while stressing that people living nearby were not in danger. In April of 1986, Chernobyl's fourth reactor exploded, leading to large-scale pollution in Europe. No settlements have been allowed within 30 kilometers of the power station. The power station closed in 2000 and a giant protective dome was put in place over the fourth reactor in 2016. Forest fires are a common occurrence near the plant. A Category 5 cyclone landed on the Pacific nation of Vanuatu today and caused large damage to parts of the country. Vanuatu is a South Pacific Ocean nation made roughly of 80 islands. It is east of Australia. The cyclone was named as Cyclone Harold and made landfall on the north and west of the country after briefly stationing itself at the west coast. The nation's meteorology and geohazards department warned that hurricane force winds reaching up to 235 km per hour were expected across parts of the country on Monday, as well as heavy rainfalls, flash flooding and very rough to phenomenal seas. 
Communications to two of Vanuatu's largest islands were cut and there were reports of flooding. Vanuatu is one of the few countries in the world that does not have any confirmed cases of the virus. But there are fears that were an outbreak to occur, its health system would struggle to cope. Now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. Tune in to this week's News Laundry Hafta. Our panelists are joined by Dhanya Rajendran, who is the editor-in-chief of the News Minute. They discuss the Tablighi Jamaat controversy, coronavirus testing in India, media coverage of the outbreak and more. A snippet of the podcast called Chota Hafta is available for non-subscribers on our website. To access the full podcast, please subscribe to News Laundry. Also, check out Meghnaad's video interview with mindfulness coach Erin Lee on how to pay attention to the present moment and track the trigger of our responses to stressful situations such as social isolation. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.